This is a production of the U.S. Department of Energy Joint Genome Institute, the JGI. And now a JGIota, a snippet about JGI-related research, tools, people, discoveries, and more. I'm Allison Joy, your host for this IOTA. So for the last 25 years, the JGI has been supporting genomics research. And in honor of this year's 25th anniversary, we're taking a look back at all kinds of species JGI researchers have studied. There are plants, there are fungi, there are bacteria. And today, we're focusing on a little single-celled alga called Chlamydomonas reinhardtii. Chlamydomonas has been sort of the little baby who is now an adult <laughs> in the lab for a long time. Sabia Merchant is a professor of plant and microbial biology at UC Berkeley. And although Chlamydomonas is relatively new to the lab scene, it's very old in real terms. So there's this common ancestor between plants and Chlamydomonas, which means that when we study Chlamydomonas, we learn something about the plants. But it's easier to work with Chlamydomonas because it's a microbe. You can grow it in a glass flask or in a beaker. So you don't need to have fields or greenhouses to do the work. So you can do a lot of experiments quickly. And when you have a lot of questions about plants, like, say, how to maximize their potential as alternatives to fossil fuels, that's a huge plus. And even though Chlamydomonas itself isn't a potential source for biofuel, it can teach us a lot about other organisms that are. For example, clammy is a model for studying lipid production in other algae. And as an added bonus, it's very well studied. It's a single cell organism. So it means that when you have a million cells there, they're all identical. So when you study something, you get like a good response that you can measure. So that's why we study Chlamydomonas. Sabiha has been working with Chlamydomonas for almost her entire career and mainly looking at the Chlamydomonas genome. And like many genomes, it takes a bit of decoding work to figure out what each Chlamydomonas gene actually does, what protein it eventually makes. So Chlamydomonas is eukaryotic, just like our cells are eukaryotic, meaning that most of the genes have introns. So when you look at a DNA sequence of a gene, you don't actually know what the protein looks like because the bits that are the exons that code for the protein have to be stitched together by removing the introns. To tackle that intron problem early on, Sabiha and other researchers looked beyond the DNA sequence. They used other genetic materials as a way in, sequences that were downstream from the DNA and involved in the process of going from a DNA sequence to messenger RNA to a protein. People would try to sequence what were called cDNAs or complementary DNAs that are copies of the messenger RNA. And the whole community was really interested because, of course, these cDNAs tell you something about the sequence of a protein you may be interested in. Naturally, the JGI was involved in work like this for the Chlamydomonas genome. When that genome was being sequenced, the JGI got about 30 scientists together for a big event. Which they used to call a jamboree, where they invited people from the community to come to JGI. Their mission was to take a look at the genome, and then based on what each gene in that genome looked like, and using previous research, they set out to figure out what different Chlamydomonas genes could do. They were annotating those genes. We spent a week at JGI annotating genes. It was so exciting because by then, of course, I think we already had, you know, the yeast genome was already sequenced. There was a cyanobacterial genome sequenced. So everybody was like hungry to get the Chlamydomonas genome. 
and it paid off. That work completed the original reference genome. It was published in 2007, and it's fueled lots of other research since. Much of what we know about sort of chloroplast-based photosynthesis, those proteins were all discovered originally in Chlamydomonas. And this work still continues. Sabiha's lab, on its own or working collaboratively with other researchers, has used clammy as a reference in sequencing four other green algae genomes. One recent publication out of Sabia's lab shows that Chlamydomonas actually carries a special kind of gene called a polycystronic gene. Polycystronic genes are special because while most RNA that come from eukaryotes produce one protein, RNA from polycystronic genes can produce two, three, or even four proteins. So it may be single-celled, but Chlamydomonas is pretty special. And we can learn a lot about all kinds of different organisms and biological processes by studying it. In terms of meeting our energy needs, Chlamydomonas is probably not an organism that we can grow like in bulk, right? It's more like a lab rat, right? So you, we use Chlamydomonas for discovery. And that's what makes this little alga so vital to the JGI's fungal and algal program. Okay, that's a wrap on this JG iota, but you can find out more about Clamidomonas and other discoveries that JGI has made in its 25-year tenure on our website. There's a link in the show notes. This episode was written and produced by Manika Wilhelm and hosted by me, Allison Joy. We had production help from Massey Ballant and Ashley Papp. If you like this episode, help someone else find it. Tell them about it, send a link over, or leave us a review wherever you're listening to the show. Genome Insider is a production of the Joint Genome Institute, a user facility of the U.S. Department of Energy Office of Science located at Lawrence Berkeley National Lab in Berkeley, California. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>